This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy. Plus, get access to a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Details at CapitalOne.com. Hey, I hear you have a birthday coming up. Yeah, you. If you're listening to this, that means you have a birthday coming up eventually. And here at LifeKit, we want it to be a special one. Magic can happen and good luck can happen and serendipity can happen if we're open to it. How to have a good birthday, even if you're not a birthday person. That's on the Life Kit podcast from NPR. Hola, mi gente. It is alt Latino producer Ana Maria Sayer here, solo on the mic. Felix is out taking some much deserved time off, so I'm taking this time as an opportunity to let you all in on a little secret. I've been racking my brain trying to think of what to get Felix for the holidays, and all I keep thinking about is how he loves Alt Latino more than anything in the world. Well, anything besides the Grateful Dead, but you know. So that's when I came up with a, not to toot my own horn, brilliant plan to come to all of you with a small request that will make one wonderful Theo very happy. If you're able to give anything at all to your local member station and show them that you love Alt Latino and everything Felix pours into it, you'd be making his holiday dreams come true. It's been an absolutely phenomenal year for us. A whole Tiny Desk takeover, loads of awesome reporting, tons of really exciting video content, and most importantly, I was added to the team. So... If you loved what we did this year and you want to put a smile on Theo's face, then go to donate.npr.org slash altlatino. That's donate.npr.org slash altlatino. We rely on listeners like you, so please go hit the link and give if you can. From NPR Music, this is Alt Latino. I'm Felix Contreras. Last week, we shared our picks for the best albums of the year, and this week, it's time for singles. While albums allow an artist to make a broad musical statement in the era of streaming, singles can be the most effective way an artist can make a musical statement, offering a glimpse of where they are musically at that moment. So there is an art to the single, and that's what we consider when we compile our lists every year. We pulled together over Zoom a pretty cool collection of people to share their picks, and this is how the conversation went. Hi, I'm Isabella Herrera. Uh, I'm an arts critic fellow at the New York Times currently. Thank you for having me. Hello, I'm Rihanna Cruz. I uh, help out around NPR Music. I run the NPR Music socials and contribute for digital stuff. Hi, everyone. I'm Kat Spazzato, and I'm the All Latino intern. Hello, I'm Julissa Lopez, and I'm a staff writer at Rolling Stone. I just want to go around the room very quickly. Like, give me your impressions of how vibrant of a year was this for Latin music compared to other years? It seems to me that there was just so much stuff, so much more than in past years. And in past years, it's always been pretty popping all over the place. It just seems like every other week, somebody was dropping a new single. Let's start with you, Julissa. How was this year in music? I think it was a great year. I think, you know, a lot of people, I think because of the pandemic, people kind of bunkered down and, and were working on, on different things. And I think it also led to a lot of experimentation. I think people felt really free to do a lot of weird things in different genres. I think we saw a lot of, you know, fusions and, and different things happening in reggaeton and elsewhere. Um, so I was actually pretty excited about, you know, how the, how the year shaped up. Yeah, I totally agree with Julissa. I feel like after last year, everybody being locked up and, you know, just sort of trying to get through everything that was going on. It's just like been a really fruitful creative period. And I've seen like so many beautiful releases come out this year since since the pandemic. So I also think that like you've seen a shift or at least I've noticed a shift in like the thematic elements that are going into songs. I think people are a lot more tuned into their feelings across all, all genres of Latin music in a way that's really interesting and beautiful. Rihanna. I agree. I also think, though, that the opposite is also happening. I feel like since the world is opening back up again and people are returning to clubs and stuff, a lot of the more sort of dancey club scenes of Latin music are sort of having like a, a moment right now. And that's very like shut off your feelings, let's dance. And like, 
I, I personally love Neil Pereo and like they're having a moment this year. So it's really nice to see that too. All right. That's a nice summation. Let's just come right into the music. Let's start with Julissa. What do you, what is your first single that you thought stood out this year? I picked something that might be a little more on the internal reflective side of things. Um, and it's Tristeza by Silvana Estrada, who I, I adore. And I know you guys had her for a Tiny Desk concert. Um, she did from her parents' house in, in Veracruz, where they make instruments. It's her first release off of an upcoming album, and I, I think it's a really beautiful one. That was Silvana Estrada, Tristeza. Julissa, yeah, she was a favorite here at Alt Latino this year. Yeah, I can see why. She just grew up really close to music and the actual process of, of creating music. And I think she just has such interesting influences. Um, she grew up singing Sangarocho, but also choir music and went to school for jazz. And I think you can hear all these sort of interesting sounds weaving their way into, into her music. Um, and I, I just love the simplicity of this one. It's really guided by her voice and it's Kind of heartbreaking. It's a song that sounds like it's going to shatter at any second. That's exactly what we thought too. Isabella, your turn. What's up? I was really feeling uh, Cuando Fue by Rao Alejandro this year. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Rao was the breakout story of pop music this year. And this was one of my favorite tracks on his album, Vice Versa, which came out. Ya no Y tú te me quitaste ¿Dónde está lo que duraste? 
Isabella Rao is one of the younger names, the newer names out there. Is that something that attracted you to his single? Definitely, it's something that attracted me to it, but I think also this is one of the moments on the album that I feel like is just really innovative for Spanish language pop. Um, the whole album, I feel like, really brought in so many different types of genres from boleros to electronic music. This song in particular, uh, which was produced by Tiny, um, the goth prince, the reggaeton, I like to refer to. <laughs> <laughs> um, this in song in particular has this like wonderful like jungle break that hits like mm -hmm. um, in the right before the the chorus and. I've never heard like a drum and bass or a jungle break in a pop song in Spanish before. And I just felt like as an electronic music nerd, hearing the drum and bass that I would hear at like the rave and then the pop music with like Raul Alejandro's melodies and like very R&B like falsettos. I was like, this is the perfect combination. I love this. Okay, Kat, you're next. What's up? So I think I'm going to start off with Zenia Rubino Sacude. I think she really brought us to the future in this in this entire album, but I think this song in particular. But her lyrics really ground us in a grief that feels very familiar, very reminiscent of everything that happened and that, that everyone went through in 2020. She takes us to familiar worlds, but makes them feel brand new and fresh and I really love this record and and I think her lyricism on it was just out of this world and really expressed the kind of grief that I think echoing Julissa's earlier sentiment busts open and like just feels so intimate in a way that just takes my breath away really. This is Senia Rubinos in Sakura. I think this was absolutely one of my favorite tracks on Senya's album this year. I remember reading that she was really inspired by Rita Indiana for this one and sort of like the fusion of, um, you know, like folkloric sort of sounds and like percussion with the electronic, um, you know, Rita Indiana being so famous for, you know, making like merengue that has like electronic elements in it. And so I thought it was just really innovative how she used the clave to like, kind of flip the format of electronic music that we know. And it was just like a beautiful example of what's possible in music and what's like sort of like limits of everything that Latin music can offer. En la iglesia el cura rezó su otra misa. En médico blanco me 
Okay, Rihanna, what do you got? I listen to a lot of pop music, and I think this year was a really big year for Pablo Vittar, who is a Brazilian drag queen superstar. This year kind of saw her shift into more sort of mainstream attention worldwide outside of Brazil after being sort of in the um, underground pop scene for a minute stateside. Her song Bang Bang, I really, really enjoy. That was the music of Pablo Vittar from Brazil. And I did an Instagram live interview with her a while back. So popular. The hits that we got from people watching Brazil and throughout Latin America was just astounding. Very popular and certainly deserves more recognition around the world of Latin music. So I do want to remind you, you are listening to Alt Latino. I'm Felix Contreras, and I have our panel of experts. We're talking about the best singles of the year. I always have a problem with best. It's like, you know... Our favorites, highlights, you know, it's, it's, it feels like a slight on everybody else, right? These are definitely the songs that caught our attention this year. We're going around the table. We're going back to Julissa. Sure thing. Um, the next thing I brought is from Alvaro Diaz's album, uh, Felicinandia, which is one of my favorites this year. The name is inspired by an amusement park where he used to have birthday parties as a kid, except he's re-envisioned it as a place, in his words, where sad kids go to find happiness. So it's like almost like the emo kid. Disney World. And I love it because I feel like there's sort of a sad boy movement in reggaeton right now. And, and this is definitely, I, I think, the, the album for that. And so this is um, one of the tracks that I loved on the album called Bebecita. Baby, estoy cansado de estar peleando toda la noche si dejara todo en el pasado quizá me quisiera como antes Yo sé que yo no soy perfecto, tú me lo recuerdas toda la noche, baby estoy cansado de que no me quieras como antes, baby estoy cansado. 
tiempo y ir para atrás y arreglar un montón de huevadas que hice y ser mejor. Que volviera a tocarte, ¿te acuerdas? Por mala me por descuidarte. Babysita, no me olvides. Quien te tenga que te cuide. Si estoy con ella, pero estoy pensando en ti. Chequeando tu eres la bolsa, escribes de mí. Yo sé que aún tienes el hood de la ciudad. Si tú me quieres y no lo puedes negar. Y aunque borre todas mis fotos de tu cámara, mi recuerdo tú no puedes borrar. Y tú estuviste ahí cuando todo estaba mal. Ahora todo me va bien y no te puedo contar nada. De que yo estaba para ti, solo sabía hasta tu mamá. Siempre que sale un sillón se me dan ganas de testear. Aún me quitan las ganas de pensar en alguien más. No era un amor de redes, pero era un amor real. Y aunque casi ni te escribo, no te he dejado de querer. Pensando si llamarte pa' de una resolver. Babysita, no me olvides. Julissa, what made this single stand out to you? For me, similar to what Isabelia was saying with Rama Alejandro and, and Cuando Fue, I think that this shows a lot of really interesting experimentation that's happening in, in reggaeton. I interviewed Alvaro for, for Rolling Stone and he was telling me that this track, he was trying to create like a Blink-182 style track, um, which is what you hear in the beginning with those guitars and these soaring choruses. And then he couldn't really crack where he wanted to go next. So he decided to put in this little snippet from an interview that he'd done and then morph the entire song into what becomes more of a moody Frank Ocean R&B style song. And so you get this really strange, but very cool combination. Um, you know, Blink-182 meets Frank Ocean meets reggaeton. It, it's just, um, I think, really indicative of all of these different songs that I think that reggaeton artists are exploring right now and kind of blows this raucous view that all reggaeton sounds the same to, to bits. Thank you for bringing that in, Julissa. That was the music of Alvaro Diaz. You know, I, I tell anyone who listens that doing this show, I've been discovering so much music. We're doing almost 11 years now. And every month I hear something, at least one thing that blows my mind. And and the reason why, it's because of like what you just talked about, especially the younger musicians. And, you know, when I say younger, just given my age perspective, right? They're not afraid, and especially in this case, right? Like, they're not afraid to just combine all of these different influences and, you know, genre be damned, right? Labels be damned. And I think that that's the power of all of this music that's being produced right now, because that seems to be, no matter whether you're reggaeton or electronic or pop or anything else, just obliterating genres and labels. That seems to be the way to go. And it's just fascinating. It's going... I haven't heard this much fascinating music, real, literally, going back to when I started listening in like 1972, right? When when jazz and rock and everything else was like combining your Almond Brothers and Return of Forever, you know, to age myself, right? That's exactly what's happening these days. It's just keeps, 
a guy like me young, right? Because it just it, it just keeps the mind fresh. I said my little piece, Isabella, your turn. <laughs> Another one of my favorites this year was Yendri, the Dominican uh, singer who was raised in Italy. There's so many parts to her story that I feel like I was drawn to. You know, her music is very much based in her experience of migration. She left the Dominican Republic when she was three years old and her mother actually immigrated to Italy before she did and had to leave her behind. And so a lot of her music is sort of like talking about like experiences of healing from that, from that trauma and growing from it. And I think she just makes these like beautiful anthems that are like, especially this song, yeah. It's sort of like a beautiful like prayer, but also like very like assertive. Um, you know, the the lyric is like no le paro a na, no me asusta na. And it just became the sort of mantra for me of like fearlessness this year. And for legal reasons, we're only gonna be able to play a little bit of this music by Yentry. Check it out. You are listening to Alt Latino. I'm Felix Contreras, and we have our panel of experts, and we're going through the singles, best singles of the year, favorite singles of the year. Kat, your turn. What do you got? My next pick is Aventura featuring Bad Bunny, Volvi, mostly because there was not an Uber that I could get into in the New York City tri-state area where this song was not bumping loudly and profusely. <laughs> like, this song was everywhere, and I think rightfully so, right? I mean, Aventura is back. They're not just back. They're back, back. And they're back with Bad Bunny in a way that almost feels like it's been around my entire life. Like, they, it has that signature Aventura sound in a way that is really exciting. But also Bad Bunny gives it, like, a fresh infusion of something that we haven't heard from, I think, Bad Bunny before, which is really exciting. And who isn't absolutely losing their minds at how amazing Bad Bunny sounds on a, on a bachata track? Like, I never would have thought. So, yeah, Aventura and Bad Bunny, a perfect combination in my eyes. Bad Bunny continues his domination of the world, track by track, genre by genre. This is Aventura with Bad Bunny. De tu cuerpo sí Bad Bunny with Aventura. Anybody else? What do you guys got to say about this? Because this was a pretty big deal. This is the kind of collaboration that people like talk about in group chats in capital letters, like so excited for them to come out. And I honestly saw a lot of people who were like, oh, I don't know. It wasn't as big as I thought it was going to be or it wasn't, you know, as great as I thought it was going to be. But for me, the best part of this song is actually the like outro the Merico yes. Pipiao, yes. uh, Merengue yes. Tipico outro. I kind of yes. wish that like th that was going to be another song. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. I want like a full Merengue Tipico song with these two. And I would like play that tiny part over and over and over again. So this is so good. I want to keep the energy here. It definitely felt like they were pulling like uh, a page out of Scissor's book where like the very end of a song just transitions into something brand new and like leaves you almost desperate for something more. Like I said, it's this infusion of like very new and very different things for, from Aventura in a way that just feels signature and feels like they've been doing it forever, which is really exciting. We're going around the table. We're talking about our favorite singles of the year. And what's different from this show than the album show is that the singles... It seems like you got to make a statement in three and a half, four minutes. And a lot of times albums have the luxury of going through and is establishing a mood, a context, a message uh, through various uh, multiple tracks. But that's what's cool about the single life, right? Because it's like it's it's like a chat rather than a long conversation. And when they're making these statements, these, these very quick statements, it gives you something to think about, something to talk about. And then we wait for them to come back around and, and give us another opportunity to see what they're thinking about. So that's what's cool about the single show. I always love listening to the different styles, the different genres, and the different statements. Rihanna, what's next? It's funny that you mentioned the singles conversation and how they're different from albums, because I think a genre or, or a subgenre, rather, that has excelled in the single realm is Neo Pereo. 
And I listen to a lot of Neo Pereo and my favorite artist of the year in that subset has been Laguni Changa, who over the past couple of years has made a name for herself, both in Los Angeles and Cuba, where she's from. So the song of the year that I pick from her is Descontrol. The thing that I really love about her is that she is not afraid to call on the reggaeton that she grew up on. Um, and she does that while also pushing the needle forward in her music. So like this song specifically is uh, with Maxine Ashley and the two of them sort of play off one another. It's giving like older reggaeton, like Wysini Yandel, like so, so much is, is in this track while keeping it under the sort of Laguni Changa brand of like keeping it clubby, Cuban, and Chola. Thanks for bringing that one in. Okay, we're back at the top of the list. We're going to go through our last selections. Uh, Julissa, what do you have? I have one, Felix, that I am guessing that you were a fan of. Um, <laughs> I loved Seema Funk's album this year, El Alimento. Um, and this was one of my favorite songs on it, Rompelo, featuring Lupe Fiasco. I feel like this entire album did something that was really, really cool, which is really find all the connections between different Black genres and find ways in, in which they were in conversation with Afro-Cuban styles. I think you hear a little bit of that on this and, and you get a, a verse from, from Lupe Fiasco on here. Yeah. Into a major league, a speaker get deeper until you sink into the sea. The deeper, the seamer. Me the LUP sipping on some tea. Ain't eating on some tea. Who just beeping on my beeper? Do not interrupt me when I'm speaking to your teacher. Let's get back to that. Give me anything I can rap to that. Pull out the guns and the straps and gas. And I'ma spit a couple bars to the rap tats. Like Rompella. Sí, Dios. Con la mía, sí, Dios. con el ponte, sí, Dios. 
mano arriba. Simbio, Colombia, Simbio, Colombia, Simbio, Simbio, That was Rompelo from Sima Funk featuring Lupe Fiasco. And I have to confess, I have to share that uh, I was able to be in the studio while they were making the video for this because they recorded it here in D.C. in a little studio while Sima Funk was performing here. And I got to say that there was a genuine affection and respect between Lupe Fiasco and, and Sima Funk. They were helping each other. They were pulling this video together, watching them tape it. But there was really, again, that mutual respect and admiration. Me, I'm always thinking like bigger picture. These two strands of the African diaspora expressed in different ways. And they came together, man. They were like old friends. It was really, really cool. It was a lot of fun to watch. I think it goes back to what you were saying earlier, just about the way that all of these genres have always fused and and been in conversation with one another. Um, someone like George Clinton, who's on the album, told Seema Funk, that he grew up listening to a ton of Afro-Cuban salsa and was influenced by it. Um, and I think the album really highlights that overlap. He was able to bond with Sima Funk, who's you know, from Cuba, and, and, and they were able to share all of these different sort of musical connections and, and nerd out over all of these artists that, that I think that then you can kind of hear that and hear how, how closely they, they relate to one another throughout, you know, on these songs and throughout the album. You are right. I am a big fan. Okay, Isabella, what do you have? I have the song Tucuntazo by Tokisha El Cherrisco and Haraka Kiko. Let's let this one play and then we can chat about it. <laughs> Uh, I brought this track because I feel like Tokisha is another one of the big stories of Spanish language music this year. For context, she is a Dominican dembo artist who has kind of become the center of like the culture wars in the DR. She's queer. She's very openly sexual. She talks about um, her own sexuality all the time and I, has like very much drawn the ire of like elites in the Dominican Republic. And this song in particular is a dembo track that she did with two other up and coming dembo artists called Jerisom and Harakakiko. The way that they use language on this song is so innovative in terms of like onomatopoeia. And it's something that I love about dembo in general. I wrote a little bit about this when I went to see El Alfa play uh, Madison Square Garden this year. He had a sold out concert at Madison Square Garden. And it was such a big moment for dembo. Um, but I just love the way that this song sort of plays with sound and onomatopoeia. It's a very like Dominican way of doing music and of doing language. And I feel like it's just so much joy. It's fun. Okay. Kat, what do you have? Okay. So my last pick is Sueltame Bogota by Diamante Electrico. It was released in the earlier half of this year. And then I think it took like a brand new life after the political uprisings that happened in Colombia over the summer. You know, there's a juxtaposition in the song between like the joyful upbeatness in, in the music with these lyrics that describe this toxicity of a relationship that in this context is between a, a Colombian national and their, their country in a way that has just become so much more relevant after what's happened over the summer. There's something really beautiful in that tension that is outlined in the song between loving a place because that's the only place that you know and because it's your culture and your heritage, and then the frustrations with the cultural aspects in the community that isn't as progressive or like welcoming or inclusive as it could be. So it just, it took on a new life for me. And, and I think it really does a beautiful job of playing with that in-betweenness and allowing people to be uncomfortable and like that awkward tension. Let's hear Sueltame Bogota from Diamante Electrico. Amigos, les gusta la música y también la fiesta. Pues entonces vengan conmigo.
That was Sueltame Bogota from Diamante Electrico. Just a reminder, they also did a Tiny Desk concert during our Hispanic Heritage Month series. Be sure to check that out because that was a nice little performance they did. Okay, Rihanna, bring it all home. What do you got? The song that I'm going to pick is one of my favorite songs from the year, and it is none other than Nathy Peluso with the Mafiosa. Why did you pick this song, Rihanna? Well, I honestly think Nathy is one of the more interesting Latina artists of the moment, mostly because she's loca. Like, this song is her take <laughs> on salsa. She has this unhinged, like, energy that she takes everywhere. And she actually gained a lot of attention for this colors video that she did in like 2019 where she's just like dancing and like animately like pointing and and rapping and everything and like I've been obsessed with her ever since her last album focused more on honing her rap and R&B skills but this song specifically is salsa and and it's sort of moving her in a more sort of traditional direction and she's also released the chat the songs this year like she's she's really expanding her musical repertoire so to speak and i think this song is really really good
hate to talk over the music, but we do have to bring the show to the close. I want to thank our panel of experts for taking the time to give us your thoughts and slimming it all down to just a handful of tracks from a year of amazing music. Thank you all very much. Isabella Herrera from the New York Times, Julissa Lopez from Rolling Stone, Katz Posado and Rihanna Cruz from Team Alt Latino. Thank you again and look forward to doing this again very, very soon. Thanks, Felix. Thanks for having us. Thank, Thank you. you. My thanks to all of the musicians we featured on this show this week and also to the countless musicians who made music that entertained and inspired us this year. You can see our list of favorite albums and singles on the NPR Music website. That's npr.org music. We'll be publishing a full list on the 13th of December. I also have a list of personal favorites that we'll publish a few days later on the 15th. There is always lots of music to discover in the world of Latin music, and we do our best to share as much as we can with all of you. So thank you all for listening this year and every year. You have been listening to Alt Latino from NPR Music. I'm Felix Contreras. Take care of yourselves and each other. Stay safe, get vaxxed, and get boosted, fam. Is everyone so obsessed with traditional wives or trad wives on social media? This week, we're talking about the viral videos of women making marshmallows and mozzarella from scratch and how behind the sheen of calm kitchens and cute fits, there's some interesting pessimism about our modern world. And that's worth digging into. Next time on It's Been a Minute from NPR. Jasmine Morris here from the StoryCorps podcast. Our latest season is called My Way. Stories of people who found a rhythm all their own and marched to it throughout their lives. Consequences and other people's opinions be damned. You won't believe the courage and audacity in these stories. Hear them on the StoryCorps podcast from NPR. Pro-Palestinian protests have popped up on college campuses across the country. But from the eyes of students, what are we missing? From the outside, these protests are painted as really violent when... That couldn't be further from the truth. I'm Brittany Luce, host of NPR's It's Been a Minute, and I'm inviting you to hear from student journalists who see what the rest of us cannot. On It's Been a Minute from NPR.